Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is Generation. generation. Rules, Rules the nation. The nation. Sounds a bit of a fine thing. With verses. Music happened to be the food of love. Sounds to really make you rub and scrub. Badam, badam, bam, 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 biddly, bam. Bam, 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 biddly, 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 bam. I say, pass the dachi on the left hand side. I say, pass the dachi on the left hand side. It's a go bam. He give me music, make me jump and prance. It's a go bam. He give me music, make me rockin' at the dance. Shoggoo! Never, uh, never fully comfortable shopping at Waitrose. Sort of try and look the other way when I see the Dutchie originals. Well, there's a very unoriginal Dutchie joke for you. <laughs> But it was new to me yesterday. I was so excited about that joke. Because satire from 40 years ago is always the way forward. A very good morning to you. It's, uh, it's the last one of the week. Come on, guys. We can do this. Coming up, we have Trump talking about... Being at stool and percentages explained further by three listeners. Welcome along. Not today, thank you. With Jake Yap. Opens well thumbed moleskin notepad bought by parents to encourage him to do stand up. Twiddles beard nervously. Uh, so, uh, what else has been going on? Audience shifts position in their seats uncomfortably. Was it really worth getting a babysitter for this? Oh, Prince Andrew, innit? <laughs> Prince Andrew, <laughs> after Liverpool, took the lead on saying, Now, we don't quite so much fancy flying a flag to celebrate his 60th birthday. Thanks all the same just now. The big guy, damn his honour, has asked to defer. Uh, asked, did he? Okay, uh, to defer an honorary Navy promotion he was due to automatically receive. Uh, he was set to be promoted to Admiral. And, you know, I, I could al al almost feel sorry for him if it wasn't such an insult to the people who work so hard in the armed forces and risk their actual lives. All he's done for 30 years is eat lunch, mainly in Woking. He definitely hasn't done anything else at all, including sweating. But you, what do you buy him for his 60th birthday? An admiralty. But it, it, it's like dressing up. You haven't earned it. You're 60 years old and dressing up as an admiral. You're not an admiral. Your mum just bought you the outfit. Yeah, what did you get? Yeah, well, we got him the Harry Potter outfit from Tesco's. Is it your 60th? Or is it World Book Day at school and your mum forgot? I've got a boat 
of which I'm very happy for you to assume command, namely the horrific coronavirus cruise, which now has 40 confirmed cases. Horrific, but there it is. Tied it back. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, I've done the time on a trick of linking one news story to another in lieu of a punchline. Can I run the now show, please? No, but it's very clever. No, that's very clever. It's very clever. Here's something not big or clever. It's a speech from Donald Trump talking about having a poo. I said that I will be the greatest jobs producer that God ever created. And I mean that. I really, I'm going to work very hard on that. I think we're going to do a real job, and I'm very proud of what we've done, and we haven't even gotten there yet. We have a movement. It's a movement like the world has never seen before. It's a movement that a lot of people didn't expect. And that was a beautiful scene on November 8th. So David is going to do a fantastic job. We're going to be talking to a few people also to help David. And we have some of the great hospitals of the world. Very impressed with the job he does. Uh, we looked long and hard with time, with time, straighten it out and straighten it out for good. A group of opponents that got together, sick people, and they put that crap together. So somebody released it. Uh, it should never have been, number one, shouldn't have even entered paper, but it should never have been released. And I think it's a disgrace. I think it's an absolute disgrace. It is a disgrace. Uh, now, yesterday we were talking about percentages and the fact that 8% of 25 is the same as 25% of 8, which blew my mind. Uh, but three listeners stepped in to explain, for which I'm so grateful. It was David, Jem and Sam. And here is them explaining in the simplest of terms why this percentage thing works. Here it is. Good morning, Jake and the Apostles. Long-time listener, first-time caller. So, X percent of Y is Y percent of X. So, in my head, it, so you said 8% of 25. So, my my mental way of getting around it is 1% of 25. Do that dividing 25 by 100, which equals 0.25. Then you times that by 8. And that gives you the answer too. We'll start by imagining 100 things. Or, better still, if you have them to hand 100 actual things doesn't matter what, I like to use those little sweets called millions, as they're about the right size so that having 100 of them doesn't fill the room. The other piece of maths jargon to know is the word of. If I asked you what a half of four is, you'd say two. Of literally means times by. So a half of four, you do a half times four, which is two. 25 over 100 is one over four, or a quarter, or 25%. So actually what you're doing is working out 25%. Get your 100 millions, that's 100 of these sweets called millions, and take away 92 of them. But don't eat them yet, you'll need them later. 4 times 3 divided by 2. 4 times 3 is 12, divided by 2 is 6. Let's do it another order. 4 divided by 2 times 3. 4 divided by 2 is 2, times 3 is 6. Times a quarter times eight, which is 25% of eight, which is two. Eight lots of 25 groups of things. That's going to be quite a few things, so you should use something smaller. I use the popular cake topping, hundreds and thousands. Three divided by two times four, well, three divided by two is 1.5 times four is six, and you get the general idea. Let's say we're trying to work out 10% of 37, you can go, oh, what's 37% of 10? 3.70, 3, 3. and that's right. Arranging your eight millions on a table, you place a group of 25 hundreds and thousands alongside each one. Eight divided by 100 
times 25. If you've got two horribly fiddly numbers, then this doesn't work, and I think you have to go back to, you know, using a calculator or something. When you count these up, you'll find that you've got 200 hundreds and thousands. Something like that, but... Now, yeah, the clever bit is remembering that your eight millions actually represents eight hundreds. But we can then do that in any order we want. We could do eight times 25 divided by 100. You can do this by putting the 92 millions back with the eight millions so that you've got 100 millions. Or 25 divided by 100 times eight. Then all you have to do is divide the 200 hundreds and thousands by the 100 millions. And hey, presto, you end up with two. I think that explains it. That's how that little trick works. And all it took was understanding a little Latin. But I'm not a mathematician, so I could be very, very wrong. Thanks to those three, David, Jem, and Sam. That was perfect. I think it was perfect. It was a perfect phone call. Uh, Speaking of which, Sam works for a charity that sounds jolly decent, and they're currently trying to uh, raise funds. In fact, I made Sam late for a meeting talking about fundraising to do that. So if you've got any kind of a heart... Um, you could think about um, maybe making a donation. Here's Sam talking about her charity. So the meeting that I'm dashing off to is with my lovely colleagues at the charity Fair Share. That's F-A-R-E share, fairshare.org.uk. We um, we help to redistribute surplus food that would otherwise go to waste, that would be landfill and it would be wasting all that CO2 and everything. And we redistribute it to local charities that are helping people. So homeless hostels and uh, refuges and uh, schools that are running breakfast clubs and things like that so it's just brilliant brilliant organization and i'm loving working here so um, yeah so if anybody does have any spare pounds that they want to want to donate they can go online and give to us that would be marvelous what a wonderful cause and thanks again to everybody involved now then uh we've got some business to take care of we d- i'm not going to be doing your jaffa cake news today uh you can wait till next week for that i don't want to overuse that jingle uh i don't know why you keep talking about jaffa cakes I don't know what's wrong with you. You're sick. Sick in the head. Uh, Carenza, though, has emailed saying, uh, I've got something about moonlighting, free food, and lots of poor grammar. You've been talking about uh, the best free food hauls you ever had. Uh, Anyway, Carenza says, Dear Jake, in 1988, I was a poor student living in Walthamstow. That's in North London for my Cornish and Durham buddies. No London-centric broadcasting on the At Not Today pod, thank you. No. Not even Bedford-centric. I should work on that. Oh, have you seen the new... I mean, are they ever going to finish that new little... Anyway, my housemates uh, and I became devoted fans of the TV show Moonlighting. Okay, yeah, we were talking about about the theme tune being better than the show. We were in our late teens. We loved the cheeky-faced male protagonist, David Addison, and his sassy jousting partner, Madeline. The ludicrous plots, the shoulder pads and the cheesy music. Bliss! After a day slaving away at a whole 60 minutes of lectures and 25 minutes staring at a blank page that was supposed to be an essay. Yeah, I did I did 12 weeks of my degree um, in Manchester. It was a drama degree and I worked out that if I'd done it, if I'd gone to all the lectures and lessons and stuff, like nine to five, five days a week, I could have done the three-year course in three months. <laughs> I left. Anywho, the nights were dark and much romantic tension anticipated, so Angela, full name withheld, because she's now a head teacher in a primary school in Balham. Oh, wow. And I used to nip out in the dark 
It was winter, before every show, for a Cadbury's cream egg. Told you I didn't do grammar. There's nothing wrong with your grammar, it's great. This delicious treat would be carefully transported home, carefully undressed, and slowly sucked to death. During that night's episode. Don't judge me for this. There were no sausages and cream involved. This is a family show. Yes, it certainly is. Uh, I like, I do like the hot milk on top of my sausage. Um, I'm very much a sausage first guy. Uh, we spent, you have to listen to yesterday's if you didn't. Uh, we spent good money on these delights. We were poor students. I'm getting to the free food. It's all right, Carenza. No one's, no one's judging. We're enjoying the ride. On the way to the shop, we always passed a small terraced house with a chap inside watching telly. His curtains were open, the telly in view, and he sat with his back to the window. He had on the same channel as us and therefore must have been waiting for moonlighting too. This was very pleasing. Hang on, you're talking about 1988. There were like four channels. So we decided to share our ritual with him. We would buy an extra... <laughs> an extra cream egg, and pop it into his letterbox on the way back home. Please say you left it wrapped, because if I... Anyway, this we did, without incident, for a couple of weeks. We were delighted with ourselves. We were sharing our passion for the eggs and the show. What could be better? Around week three, we noticed on our way to the shop that the man had moved his position in the room. The telly was still on the correct channel, but his chair was now facing the street. How odd. But we took this particular, this peculiar change of behaviour in our stride. The obviously lonely moonlighting fan still needed his egg, but delivery was now more complex. <laughs> How would you react if someone kept putting it? We had a think as we walked, and on the way back, with Angela on lookout, that's Angela who's now a head teacher in Balham, I literally crawled up the path to his front door and popped the egg through the letterbox as usual. When Angela indicated that the man had got up out of his chair, which he did sharpish because he was obviously so keen to collect his treat, I legged it up the path. I was a sprinter in those days, and home we went. Mission accomplished. From then on... <laughs> For a good few weeks, it became a small challenge to us to deliver our gift. We varied the time of delivery, took it in turns to go up the path, and once persuaded a passerby to do it for us. Why they didn't refuse this request from two overexcited girls hiding behind a lamppost still makes me wonder. We knew that he must be very pleased with us because he had taken to shutting his curtains. Chocolates always best consumed in a snuggly environment. Eventually, the series ended. Angela bought me a yucca in our shared grief, which I called Addison and still have, though it's been cut back a great deal over the last 30 years, and we forgot about the man down the street. I can say with complete honesty that it was only a decade later when we were recalling this little dose of community spirit that we realised the man may have lived in fear from week three, dreading the little plop of the egg on the hall floor. He probably never ate our free food in case we were trying to poison him. We know that irrational fear can stop a man doing the most sensible of things. <laughs> oh. Right, that's it, says Carenza. To complete the tying up of the week's threads as I type, I am wearing my gym gear. I will send you my drawing of the mature Addison, that's the yucca, on the Twitter, which you can describe to your heart's content, though you know that while you're talking, all I will be trying to work out is the reverse percentage of one single hashtag Jaffa, Jaffa Cake to a whole... But shut up about Jaffa Cakes! Don't try and slip it in there! 
with lots of love to you and all the Yapostles, Carenza. Thank you for that. I, I, yeah, that was good. Uh, Hedy says, I threw my TV out of the window in 1995. It made a good smashing sound. I did it because my landlord, not the BBC, sent me a threatening letter. I only ever watched Murder, She Wrote, and sometimes Magnum P.I., the TV is still lying there, along with all the broken frying pans from the Christmas incident in 2016. Well, you can't not tell us the Christmas incident. Or did you already? Anyway, P.S. What is a Scarlet Moffat? It sounds delicious. Is it full of jam? Yes, a Scarlet Moffat is... It's like um, a Tunnock's tea cake, really. It's, it's, a, it's a sort of soft meringue with raspberry jam inside uh, and covered in, in wax. No, I don't, I don't know. You tell me, what's a Scarlet Moffat? You can email nottoday at swanburst.com or you can tweet nottodaypod on the Twitters there. I think we're going to leave it there. Why don't you um, join up on, on the Twitter thing because um, we'll, we'll figure out what else to talk about other than what is a Scarlet Moffat on there over the weekend. Um, thanks very much for your company. Uh, this week. It's been a really amazing week. Uh, it's less than a week since we launched the Patreon Pledge Drive. I sound like PBS. I used to listen to that when I lived in the States. And they do all these pledge drives saying, we cannot continue without your donations and blah, 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 blah. And apparently that was a lie. They had massive corporate sponsors. They didn't need the money, but it looked good for them to be this little folksy grassroots organization. I don't have any big corporate sponsors. Um, and if you wanted to support the show, uh, you can watch the show being made every morning live. Uh, you can also uh, subscribe to a thing where I'll, I'll write a song for you. Uh, there are badges to have. Uh, I can't remember what other things there are. Oh, you will, if, if you go top tier, you get sort of the entire archive of everything I've got. I'm slowly uploading my entire back catalogue to a special secret place on the internet where you can enjoy it all. Have a look. It's patreon.com slash not today. Pod. I think. Let me check. Yes, not today pod. Sorry. <laughs> Have a great weekend. Uh, let me know what you're up to. And I'll see you on Monday for more of this. Take care. Bye. This has been a Swanburst Media production. 
Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.